This podcast is intended solely for blind and visually impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 50 years. It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Well, good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Radio Talking Book Service. It is time for this week's Community Conversation, and I'm so happy to have Mary Underwood in as our guest. She's a voice specialist and speech pathologist. Mary, welcome. How are you? Thank you very much, Cammie. I'm happy to be here. Oh, good. I'm so happy you're here, too. So before we get into all of the great things that you do to help with voice, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you were born, your family, and how you came to be a voice pathologist. I grew up in Minnesota and left when I was 18 to attend Creighton. I was majoring in education. I wanted to be a teacher. But amazing as it is, all those years ago, I changed from education to speech pathology because it seemed like I didn't want to have to discipline children, teach Mm. children values right from wrong. Mm -hmm. This is way back when. So then I discovered at Creighton Speech Pathology where people needed your help and wanted your help and you could see progress. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got my uh, bachelor's degree at Creighton in speech pathology and then went to the University of Iowa uh, for my master's degree in speech pathology. I started out in the schools. I've had um, many wonderful experiences in speech pathology from schools to home care to uh, skilled nursing facilities to traveling Nebraska. I spent 13 years in management. I've (laughs) <laughs> worked in hospitals for profit, for nonprofit. My last two jobs were at Emanuel Hospital and Lakeside Hospital, where I spent 12 years, 10 of them on the voice team at Lakeside Hospital in Omaha, working mm. with the ENTs and wow. voice patients. That is wonderful. So you really know your stuff. So tell us, for those of us, what is speech pathology? Speech pathology is actually speech language, voice, and swallowing disorders. And Mm, we are expected to be skilled in many different areas. Uh, In speech, you work with, uh, in the schools, with children, um, learning disabled children, regular classroom teachers. uh, You work with them in the classroom. Uh, Any child preschool, actually, speech pathology starts at birth. It goes uh, from birth to 18. Uh, We have programs for speech. Language is also for children and adults. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've had a stroke, you may have difficulty understanding the language. You may have difficulty uh, speaking, depending Mm -hmm. on what kind of stroke you've had. Mostly speech is affected by left side uh, strokes, left side of the brain. Voice is 14, 15 years ago. I decided to follow my passion because I have um, so much experience in all the areas of speech pathology. I decided to focus on my passion, Mm -hmm. which is voice. And interesting enough, in grad school, the University of Iowa, my favorite patient was a voice patient. And many years later, um, that's 
what I decided to follow. And it's voice and swallowing. Uh-huh. And I um and I can tell you what I did for to train for that, but I know you have more questions. Uh well so no, I'd love to hospital, the way the way we ended up working my fabulous partner and she's still uh-huh. there at Lakeside Hospital. We were a team. She did all of the speech, language, and swallowing so I could just focus on voice patients. And how that started was uh, the ENT at Lakeside Hospital sent a message to the speech pathologist, does anyone want to start a voice team? Oh. And that got it going. I immediately cool. started registering for conferences all over the country, ENT, laryngology, speech pathology, voice conferences. And I traveled the country for seven years. Um, I, this is a true passion. And, and another reason is because I love to sing, but I, I don't work with just singers. Oh, okay. And, um, so I spent three years at St. John's University in Minnesota taking uh-huh. courses, intensive courses during the summer. And that's how I became part of the voice care network okay. through St. John's. And then I spent three years uh, in Winchester, Virginia at Shenandoah University taking their voice courses. So it, wow. it, truly, it truly is a passion. And um, I do my personal best. It may not be the best, but I do my personal best in voice for my patients. My goodness. I feel like we are so lucky to have you with all of this incredible knowledge that you have. So, so there's so much involved here that you do. So the voice and swallowing team that you're on. So tell us that, how that works. So you're watching for voice disorders. Is that right? And your, and your partner handles the swallowing. So what are some of the s- disorders that you've dealt with? And are they usually, um, due to an illness or like you said, a stroke or aging or how does that all work? All of the above, Cammie. Okay. And, uh, there's more to the story. I was on the voice team at Lakeside for 10 years, as I said, and every month we met with the ENTs and the physicians who referred to us. Um, and under the umbrella of voice is also uh-huh. breathing disorder. So pulmonologists mm. at Lakeside would refer sure. to me. And Jill, if the person had swallowing and voice problems, you know, we would share. They would spend one session with Jill, and then they would come to me to work on their voice. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, t- uh, four and a half years ago, I retired uh, from my job, mm-hmm. and it appeared the doctors weren't ready for me to retire. They oh. kept sending me patients. <laughs> and... And it's been four and a half years and the doctors are still sending me voice patients. So now wow. I have a home office for the last four and a half years. I have a private practice in voice. You are a sought after lady. <laughs> they just, they were used to me and they, sure. they didn't want me to stop seeing their patients. So I continue to do that. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. So I will tell you just briefly, I had an experience with my mother. She was just diagnosed with myasthenia gravis. So we went through the whole swallowing and talking thing, and that was really scary. So so that's an illness. So what are some other things that can hamper someone's voice to the point that you need help? So as a, a voice specialist, my job is uh, to discover with the team, the team is the patient, the doctor, and myself, mm-hmm. what caused the injury. I okay. work with injured voices. 
Uh, I'm not a voice teacher. I'm not a singing teacher. Mm -hmm. My job is to help discover what injured the voice, help that voice heal and keep that voice healthy. That is my job. So um, the the disorders that I work with, it's it's amazing how busy you can be under voice. I work with any kind of lesions on the vocal folds. There can be vocal cord nodules. There can be papilloma, Reiki's edema, which is caused by smoking, polyps, cysts. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of the patients I see have muscle tension dysphonia that affects their ability to talk, sing, and even do their job. Mm-hmm. I have worked with um, young single parents who have lost their voice and fear for losing their jobs. Oh, my. So if there's any way I can help them keep their jobs, it's it's very rewarding. So the people that I work with um, can be basically anyone. I work with all ages mostly adults in voice because the school speech pathologists work with children who have vocal nodules and in voice disorders. Um, so I may work with coaches, recently worked with a university coach. You can imagine how they use their voice when they have right. to yell across the field. Yeah. The noise of the crowd so their players can hear them. Teachers are the number one vocal abusers in the country. And I'm a huge advocate for protecting teachers and teachers' voices. Sure. Uh, They sacrifice their voices over the noise of students. So I see they are the number one. Number two vocal abuser in the country are people who spend their day on the phone, like telemarketers. I've also worked with several cheerleaders. Oh, Um, interesting. Yes. (laughs) And so... (laughs) And sadly, there's so much education needed. Uh, they've been told, uh, some of them and not all of them by their coaches that if your voice is not hoarse at the end of the game, you're not doing your job. Oh, geez. And that's not right, right? Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't totally be hoarse. wrong. Because right. what another part of education is, is the vocal folds and people will also say vocal cords are the same thing. Um, they're actually in the middle of your voice box. They're the size of your fingernail. Oh, they're okay. extremely tiny muscles. Those muscles have to be open and relaxed when you breathe in and when you breathe out. That's why I work with breathing disorders. They are the they are your breathing muscles. Okay. And my specialty is the vocal folds. They close when you hold your breath. They close when you swallow, so you don't choke. They have a beautiful mucosal wave when you talk and when you sing. And um, so I tell people, uh, if you don't like to talk, eat, breathe, uh, just ignore these tiny muscles. <laughs> right. So not good. I want to be told if you're not hoarse by the end of the game, you need those tiny muscles. Oh, my. Second smallest muscles in your body. And they What's work- the first one? Yeah. The first one is are in your eyes. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah, but at least at night we rest our eyes. That's true. And those tiny muscles. The vocal mm-hmm. folds are working for you 24-7 your entire life because you breathe in your sleep. You actually swallow in your sleep. Mm-hmm. There are people who talk in their sleep. And I have one gentleman who sings in his sleep. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. So taking care, you have a whole new appreciation of these tiny muscles when you realize what they do for you 24-7. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So when somebody comes into you, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, do you deal with people that come to you that have lost all ability to speak and are trying just to get back to speak again? Sure. Yes. Wow. And how do you even, how do you, Uh how do you approach that? I mean, I don't even know, like, what is the first step? Well, what's so nice about being on a team um, with physicians and other therapists, you know, there can be physical therapists, occupational therapists, Jill, you know, working with Mm -hmm. speech, language and swallowing. I mean, this is teamwork. Um, I get from the doctor, all of my voice patients have doctor's orders. They've all been to an ENT. Very few have, I get a few referrals from general practitioners or they've been to the pulmonologist or they've been to the laryngologist and they mm-hmm. have doctor's orders because most people want their insurance companies to pay for this. Sure. And I have a few private pay patients, but the, the majority are, um, they have insurance mm-hmm. and doctor's orders. Mm-hmm. So the doctor has gone in and what you want is you want an ENT who is experienced in voice. There are also uh, laryngologists and a laryngologist is an ENT who specializes in voice. And we have laryngologists in Omaha. We also have ENTs who are skilled in voice in Omaha. So I also know if a person has questions and they call me, I can direct them uh, to a physician that might be in their network Ooh, that okay. um, is interested and experienced in voice. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah, it's teamwork. It's a big right. network. That's great. I didn't even know Omaha had that. That is so good to know. We have so many talented people here that I'm sure you probably see now and then. Right. Well, 14 years ago, there were no laryngologists and there were uh, not even a handful of ENTs who uh, were experienced in uh, voice And so I used to tell my patients, you know, I I really hope we can get along with each other because I'm it. I am the only voice specialist in this area. So let's get along. Yeah, no kidding. But now uh, the field has grown. Now there are laryngologists. There are more ENTs. Uh, And so what I get from the doctor is I get the doctor's evaluation. Uh-huh. Uh, which is most helpful. I, I read it and highlight it. I get their diagnoses. I get the medications they're on. Um, I, the doctor looks, actually looks at the vocal folds and mm-hmm. looks for lesions, looks for muscle tension dysphonia. Okay. And they have a voice diagnosis. And because voice is not just working with the voice box, with the larynx, it's head to toe. Uh, medications can affect your voice. Believe it or not, what you eat and how you sleep can affect your medications. And there are certain medications that have to be taken correctly Mm -hmm. or the voice can be affected by, for example, acid reflux. Um, Proton pump inhibitors have to be taken correctly. Mm -hmm. So it's a puzzle. What I tell my patients is voice is a puzzle. And our job with the physician is to find all the puzzle pieces that are affecting their voice because no one thing is going to fix their voice. But once mm-hmm. we get that puzzle put together, that's when you get the big picture. Yeah. 
This is fascinating. I love this. So besides all of this that you do with the hospitals, you are also certified in accent modification and you have your own accent reduction service. Mary, do you ever sleep? That it's I mean, you just do so much. So tell us what is accent reduction and and why does this matter? Well, how I became interested is because under the umbrella of voice and voice disorders mm-hmm. is accent reduction, accent modification. That is under the umbrella of voice. And so I became interested because I would be working with people, you know, in different settings who were difficult to understand in the English language. Mm-hmm. And everybody... What I've discovered when I became certified in accent reduction, again, I started traveling the country um, to become certified. You cannot become certified in Omaha. I am certified in uh, Compton, pronouncing English as a second language. Mm. So the people I work with have had ESL. They've had English as a second language. You need to be able to understand English Mm -hmm. and speak some English. And English is the global language of business. And people who come to this country, they come because they want to succeed in the business world. They want to be able to feed their families and they want to be able to have friends and socialize. And if Mm -hmm. people cannot be understood, uh, I am sorry to say some of us are rude. We may hang up on them. We may say, let me talk to someone who speaks English. Well, they are speaking English. Right. Uh, the problem is they're difficult to understand. And because English is the global language of business, we're all mm-hmm. speaking English. But if we can't understand each other, it's the accent. So I have a website and that's how, you know, my voice patients come from doctors. My uh, accent reduction clients uh, come mostly from my website and, and I call them clients because there's nothing wrong. There's no doctor's orders. Medical insurance will not pay for it because there's nothing wrong. It's just an accent. Oh, and hmm. I tell my okay. Clients, yeah. I tell my clients, I have an accent too. We all do. I have right. American Midwest. What they call the neutral accent is what we hear largely now on TV and the radio is the Midwest. Accent. I also work with regional accents. If you're from New Jersey or Texas or Louisiana, ah. <laughs> uh, that's a, a regional American accent. Mm-hmm. So uh, my job and what I have discovered is it's wonderful. I travel the world. I travel to Thailand and to Africa and to South America and Mexico. Wow. And, and I never leave my home. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's so cool. So how long does it take to get somebody to modify their accent to, to the point where we can understand them. Right. So, uh, and again, uh, for me, I have heard sadly stories of people who have lost their jobs because mm. they were not understand because Ugh. they couldn't keep up the productivity, um, of their job because Ugh. people would hang up on them. So I have a 12 week course and okay. it is, uh, it is online based as well. So I have a client in New Jersey mm-hmm. who I've never met, who I, I dearly love working with her. Uh, we Zoom. 
just like ah. you and I are now. I yeah. am a client in Minnesota. We Zoom. So um, the 12-week course, there is an online uh, speech evaluation. Okay. It takes about 30 minutes where okay. you and the person, if they're local, they can take the evaluation with me oh, okay. uh, in my home office. Or they can do it at their own time after work or in the evening or on the weekend. So they say words. They put the words in sentences. They read paragraphs and they um, answer conversation questions. Okay. And what I do is Compton uploads their evaluation and sends it to me. And I start transcribing it using the international phonetic alphabet. Okay. Uh, which doesn't mean anything to anyone but me. <laughs> so I transcribe ev- all their words, their sentences, their reading and their conversation, which takes me some time. Mm-hmm. And then I analyze their errors in speech and I develop a custom individualized program for them to work on for the next 12 weeks. Wow. So what's really nice is this program that they work with at the end of 12 weeks belongs to them. This online practice program belongs to them at the end of the 12 weeks so they can keep practicing as long as they like. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and some of my patients are at, with the 12-week program. They mm-hmm. are happy and they also get to um, they do their evaluation, but at the end of the program, they can do a post evaluation, especially if their employer is interested in them making oh. uh, improvement in uh, being understood in English. They get their percent of improvement. Wow, that's awesome. Which can help in the business world. Of course. And they also have to evaluate me. They do an evaluation to help me become better at what I do. That's awesome. Uh, So the 12-week program, I work once a week for 12 weeks with that client for an hour, whether it's in person or online, to practice their assignment that they will be practicing online all week. So they get their new sounds, and I prioritize them. I I don't start with the hardest sounds and vowels uh, to begin with because in some languages, Mm -hmm. they don't have our vowel sounds. Oh, that's true. They don't have some. The TH is in in a lot of languages. It's brand new to them. So I don't start with that. So we practice their assignment for an hour. Then they practice that on their online program during the week. And what's Mm -hmm. really nice about it, it has built-in accountability. I, Compton sends me, if they've been practicing, the next day I can listen to them practice. And if they haven't been practicing, (laughs) I will know it. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. I know we're wow. out of time, but uh, if there's anything else, I can. Oh, Mary, the, yeah. this is just also fascinating. And you just do such a wide variation of things to help folks with their voice. So I have to ask, well, first of all, let me say to our listeners, Mary also provides audio description for us at Radio Talking Book Service. So Mary goes to the shows at the Orifam wherever we are needed and then provides audio description. And Mary, you are you a vocal coach for singers as well? No, actually, I'm not a vocal coach or a music teacher. 
Okay. I'm a speech pathologist who specializes in voice. I work only with injured voices. Got it. Okay. So out of all the things you do, you can be honest. <laughs> what's your favorite? I mean, you do so much to help. Is there one area in particular that you just love helping folks with or is it all around? Well, I I can't say in my entire career from the schools to hospitals to private practice that I haven't loved whatever I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do have a special place in my heart for voice. Uh, but all of speech pathology is very rewarding. Yes, I do enjoy working with singers and helping their voices heal, but I enjoy working with teachers. I, en- I enjoy working with people with breathing disorders mm-hmm. so that they can breathe more easily. Um, I, I love all of it. How's that for an answer? (laughs) I can tell that you love all of it. I can really tell. So is there anything that you could tell us? What can we do to take care of our voices? Just simple, simple suggestions. Right. And that all comes under vocal hygiene. And it, it, um, it's use it or lose it. As we add years of wisdom, if you're not talking or singing as Mm. much as you used to, Yep. You need to use your voice. Uh, water, believe it or not, water is huge. Those mm-hmm. tiny muscles need to be hydrated. And what I tell people, and it's plain water, it's not what this apple cider vinegar fad Ugh. is, yeah, not good for you. And <laughs> no. it, it's plain water and every muscle in your body and the vocal folds are, are run by muscle. Has is 60 to 70% water. So I tell people who go, oh, I don't like water. And I'm going, well, I didn't either. And that's when I ran into trouble with my voice 19 years ago. Right. Um, when I came to Omaha, I didn't like Omaha water. So I didn't drink any. It didn't yeah. taste like Minnesota water. No, it doesn't. So, but I have learned. Um, and so everything that my voice patients have had to do, I've done myself. And um, muscle is made out of out of water. So I tell people, if you want your brain to work, yep. if you want your voice to work, if you want your arms and legs to work, if you want to stay out of a wheelchair, hydrate those muscles. So and also uh, prolonged talking, as I'm doing now, uh, <laughs> or uh, pushing your voice if you have to do a lot of screaming, if you have elderly parents who are hard of hearing, if you work on the telephone. If you have to overuse your voice in the classroom all day long, we problem solve all that. And how how can we change that to a healthier lifestyle? So hydration is huge. How you use your voice is huge. And um, so... I make it sound like it's simple, but it's not. Oh, I don't think it's simple at all. The things that we've talked about, even just briefly this morning, again, Mary, I'm not sure when you sleep, but I know you do. And I know you drink lots of water because your voice always sounds great. So if somebody needs your help, where can they reach you at? What's a good phone number for you? My cell phone, which is my work phone, is 402 658 Three six. If okay. you'd like to explore my website, oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Cammy. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to ask you for your website. My website is www.underwoodaccentreduction.com. 
Okay. So any voice troubles that you may have, you may encounter Mary, but you can also give her a call. And again, that number was 402-658-9536. And the website was Underwood. I can't read my handwriting. Can you please tell us one more time, Mary? UnderwoodAccentReduction.com. Perfect. So the takeaway really today, folks, is like Mary said, use it or lose it. I haven't sang in a long time, Mary, and I've got to sing soon. So I might be calling you because, <laughs> oh, boy, if you don't use it, you do lose it. And drink your water, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. Drink your That's water. Right. And if you don't like and the Muddy Mo, warm, Right. And you, you need can, to warm up your voice and cool down your voice. That's right. So talking, whether you're a teacher or a singer, warm up and cool down. Great way is in the warm, moist shower. Do some humming. Yes, absolutely. So Mary Underwood, voice specialist, speech pathologist. Omaha is so lucky to have you. Actually, everywhere you go, we're all lucky to have you. Mary, thank you so much for joining today. You are listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. This is the program where we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And this is the Radio Talking Book Network in Omaha, Nebraska. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 50 years. Radio Talking Book is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of Nebraska Public Media. Thank you all for being loyal Radio Talking Book listeners and supporters.